Well, hello, and welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag, coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined, as always, by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? What's going on? It's glad Bill is. So for those of you who don't know, we're doing this on Friday this week instead of Wednesday. Wednesday, we were super busy. Some stuff came up, and uh, and I did a whole video about that and uh, whatnot. This is how we it. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. Yeah, the party's here on the west. Anyways, um, but we have a wonderful topic for you guys. We'll, we'll probably go through this one kind of quick, truthfully. Um, but yeah, but Bill, what's our topic tonight? Our topic tonight. Okay, we're gonna be honest. This was a difficult list. Yes, yeah, very difficult. Our topic was covers. So we are yeah. doing our top five best covers and one of these days not next week not the week after we're gonna do our top five worst covers yep we might do it next week we might do another week who knows we'll have to wait and see you'll have to but wait yeah. and see what's we're gonna today we're doing our but today we're keeping it positive we're doing our best covers yes we're doing our top five covers so for those of you who don't know what live under a rock a cover is when an artist covers or does a song by another artist and does their own interpretation of it, does their own version of it, and does their own style of it. Now, we have, I have, to be honest, there was, this is a big list, but I truthfully, my vast musical knowledge in general, I, I do know a lot of songs overall. So I'm going to go first on this one and Bill's going to go second and he's going to list off his list in a minute. But I'm going to start off the show tonight. By talking about, and by the way, my list this is just my my top five that I can just think of. If someone said to me, hey, what are some of your favorite covers? This is the first couple I think of. So truthfully, there's no particular order, like five, five to one or one to five. But these are just five songs that I just know and are covers that I really like. Let's start off tonight with a band that formed in 1985. Ah, oh, that was a good year. Yeah, it was a great year. Rocky Five, or Rocky Four was in theaters, and you know the, the Born in the USA was out on the shelves. It's crazy, but I will say this: this band formed in 1985, and they happened to have one of the biggest albums of the 80s come out in 1987. But I'm not talking about their albums in '87. I'm talking about their album in 1991 with "Use Your Illusion" one and two, featuring the hit single "Live and Let Die," ladies and gentlemen. The song that was originally written, written for the film Live and Let Die by uh, for, for the James Bond movie uh, by Wings, Paul McCartney and Wings. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, on Use Your Illusion 1 from Guns N' Roses, I know Bill's not a Guns N' Roses guy, but GNR, they're one, of the, one of the songs on their album is Live and Let Die. It's a cover of a Wings song from the 70s. And I got to say, this version, it rocks a lot harder than the actual Paul McCartney version, because between you and I, the listener and the watcher and whatever, between you and me, the Guns N' Roses version, as I said, does rock. As I said, does rock harder, but the Wings one is still a great song overall. I mean, I've seen Paul McCartney do this song, and I've seen. Guns N' Roses do this song separately. And I got to tell you, it comes off great no matter which band you see, whether you see Paul McCartney or whether you see Guns N' Roses. But this is just one of my favorite covers on the Use Your Illusion albums. Obviously, Use Your Illusion 1 had 
Live and let die. And uh, just an honor, just a quick mention to it. Of course, how could I not mention this? Use Your Illusion 2 had the hit single of the Bob Dylan song. We all like Bob Dylan, right, everyone? Uh, the Bob Dylan song, Knock, Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is world-renowned classic song, super famous. Like, U2 has done it, um, and other other bands have done that song as well. But Guns N' Roses' version of that uh, shines as well. Bill, you're not a Guns N' Roses person, but you have you heard the song Live and Let Die, correct? Of course I have. Of course. Of course. Um, and, and if you had a preference, do you prefer the Wings version or the Guns N' Roses version? Ooh, I'm going to have to say the Wings version, but as you all know, I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan, but I think um, I really do like Guns N' Roses version. Yeah, it's still a great version of the song, though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I just I, I, I'm i still a fan of like the band. I'm, you know, I'm a big Guns N' Roses guy in general, but like um, but this one, I mean, Live and Let Die, it was, as I said, it was written for the James Bond movie of um, for the movie Live and Let Die. In 1973, and Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney wrote the song, and then Guns N' Roses would later cover it for their Use Your Illusion One album. Um, but yeah, no, that's my first pick of covers that I personally love to death, and I think they're great. Um, Bill, I'm going to continue on if that's okay. You may continue. The chair says Mr. Mahoney may continue. Cool. Uh, all, all in favor, say aye. Aye. Uh, aye. All Perfect. opposed. Any abstentions? You may go on. Perfect. All right. Anyways, there is my first pick with Guns N' Roses' uh, Live and Let Die from 1981. Now, one of my one of the best covers, I think it's more, recon- I, I would say that this cover is almost more recognizable than the original version that the Beatles wrote. When I would say Joe Cocker, and with a little help from my friends. Never have help my friends. His version is just so different from the Ringo Starr, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, with a little help from my friends. His arrangement of it is actually really, really interesting, truthfully. I'm a, I'm not a huge, I mean, Joe Cocker is known to do covers most of his, most of his career, this one being his most successful version um, of the song. But given that being said, um, the With a Little Help from My Friends cover, it's, I mean, Bill, it's funny, Billy Joel himself. Has and so many other artists have covered the Joe Cocker version compared to seeing or hearing the um Beatles version. Like, I believe what I'm saying, I haven't seen Ringo Starr live. I know Bill has, damn it. I, I have, yes, this shame on my part. How and he hates that? me for that. <laughs> I do. That's the one, one of the only shows where I'm like, man, I really, plus he was coming locally recently, and I was like, man, why couldn't I get this? I, I the one day he was coming very close, I was like, I. Got something else planned that day, and I was like, "Ah, I should have seen him." Because he canceled the tour later, but whatever. Um, but with a little help, my friends, Ringo Starr actually performs the version that you hear on the record live. To my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, Ringo Starr will perform that song the way he recorded it with the Beatles, whereas someone like a Joe Cocker and a lot of people cover Joe Cocker's version of "With a Little Help from My Friends." Um, again, off the Sgt. Pepper, I'm great album. If you have never heard it. Get on it. It's a fantastic. Get album. on it. Get on it. Done. 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 Anyways. Um, but yeah, Joe Cocker, as I said, Joe Cocker's version of With a Little Help for My Friends is almost more. I would I would make the argument that it's a better, 
more recognizable version of the song than the original one. I mean, what's your take on that, Bill? Uh, I don't know. I think the original version is still very noticeable. I I agree with you on that. I'm just saying, though, as far as like, as far as like, I think in the late 60s into the 70s, you know, going into like the, the, the the latter decades of popular music, for some reason, like a lot like Billy Joel, uh, is a recognizable one. He'll cover that version of that song a lot. Actually, I found out. Um, he he covered it actually at Wembley Stadium in London. Believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, both versions are great though. Don't get me wrong. Um, I know you're a big Beatles guy, so I gotta 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 throw you some love there. Gotta throw me a little love there, my friend. Yes. You got. I got to give you a little help for my friends. Don't worry. You get a little help from me, and I get a little help from you. Yes, that's how that's how it works here. But yeah, so Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends, fantastic version of that song, um, as well. Now I'm gonna jump over to uh, another artist that was only lasted four years, ladies and gentlemen. Only lasted four years, but Nirvana did a cover. I know Bill hates Nirvana, but just bear with me, everyone. Bear, bear with me, Bill. I'm but bearing the, with you. But their performance of The Man Who Stole the World, Nirvana's performance of The Man Who Stole the World, which is one of David Bowie's earliest songs, one of his earlier hits, truthfully, um, The Man Who Stole the World from David Bowie. Um, by, 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 David Bowie by David Bowie, forgive me. Um, I have to say that this version is still high streaming numbers, highly recognizable. And Kurt Cobain at the time really, truly did a number on how to make a cover work in the Nirvana way, if you will. Like something in the way that's one of their own songs, but like something in the way that they do it, uh, pun, uh, they made it work in that aspect. And there's something about that version of that song that really just sticks out to me. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure how to describe it, but it just it really just holds up as a solid cover of uh, a David Bowie song. And it's on the Nirvana Unplugged. It's on the Unplugged album, but of the man who saw the world. It's one of the songs they played there for um, for Nirvana on Unplugged in New York. Uh, that was like peak, peak, peak Nirvana. That was like high level, high popularity. You want to an interesting fact? Please do tell me. That song is actually more well known than the original David Bowie version. Well, I, I that's what I was going to get to, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, David Bowie. Everyone, I know it's the David Bowie song, but a lot of people think, oh, that's a Nirvana song because that's how popular that version of that song is, uh, which is crazy. You know, what no, I mean? like a lot people had actually credit a, a lot of Bowie's younger audiences went up and credited him and for playing a Nirvana song. <laughs> that's funny but little did they know that it was his song that they covered which is pretty funny um but yeah so the man who stole the world from nirvana uh the no one stole nirvana though they kind of kind of imploded after 1994 very sad of course um but yeah uh, all right i have two i have one more and then i have i believe i have one honorable mention bill that i forgot to mention but we'll get to that in a okay second. but uh jeff buckley his version of uh, Hallelujah. His version of, of uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah is actually, it's funny, actually, I just got this album 
for my aunt for my birthday, <laughs> which is actually even funnier. Uh, the, the one with the hallelujah on it. It is such a great version of a really great song. There's just something about it that just makes it go like, wow, this is just something so special, so incredible, and so undeniably perfectly amazing, truthfully. I, I it's something really special about it, too. Bill, have you heard the Jeff Buckley Hallelujah? Hallelujah? Yes, um, it's actually on my list. So I'll oh, talk about it when I get to my list. You got it. That's awesome. So, yeah. Anyways, I digress. Let's jump. So, yeah. Um, I have one. So that, but that is one of my last picks. I have one more pick, but I want to want, want to just share my honorable mention really quick. Um, Frank Sinatra. For those you don't know, Frank Sinatra's basically career was his covers. He just That's did basically. Co- I tried to avoid Sinatra on my list because it's kind of right, but I know. But I will say, there's one. There's or, this or is, artists like Michael Bublé because most of yeah. his career is covers. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of their artists they do covers. But sometimes their covers are even better than the original. To some extent, there, there's one song that I want to touch on really quick, and it's funny. It was written by one of the Beatles, and Frank. I, I know we're going into a little bit of some unknown territory here, but just bear with me, everyone. But Frank, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Frank Sinatra covered uh, one of my favorite songs of all time, in something in the way that she moves. Frank yes, Sinatra, the greatest love song ever written. He called it yeah, Frank Sinatra, of all people, ladies and gentlemen, called this song the greatest love song that you've ever heard that doesn't say the words I love you. If you think about it, George Harrison, yeah, he, he's the guy who wrote it. But like Frank Sinatra did do um, this version extremely well in a different in a different like way with strings and stuff. That's like the big band type of style. But if you really think about it, you know, it, it is a song that it's a love song without saying I love you. It's or without saying the word without saying the word love, which is really truly a testament to what makes that song special to me, to me at least. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, Frank Sinatra, something the way she moves is my honorable mention. And I have one more song I want to go off of that a lot of people forget, Bill, that this song is a cover. A lot of people like when I was full disclosure, everyone. I made a two-hour documentary. I have it on. I burned it to a DVD because it is something that I worked a year to do on my own on my own time. I made a two-hour movie on uh, artists that I like and how they all kind of coincide with each other. It was a long process, but this is one of the. But I had someone view it initially early on and said, "Oh, this song, this song is not uh, a Beatles song." I said, "What do you mean it's not a Beatles song?" And it took me a little while, but. So I, 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 it took me a long time, but I did my research. The Beatles, they did a song that arguably one of the best rock and roll songs of all time. Regardless of what your definition of rock and roll is, this is one of the best rock and roll songs of all time with Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout, if I can type it. Twist and Shout. Is this your number one or is this an honorable mention? This is my number one. This is the last one I want to do. Um, okay. Twist and Shout was the last song on Please Please Me, which was their debut album in 1963. I, to this day, you if you play this song live today, people dance to it. If you play this song live to anyone, 
people dance to it. If you play the version of this song, but it's not their song. They covered a group called the Isley Brothers. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Isley Brothers wrote the song, you know, you make me want to shout, kick my heels up and shout. You know, that's them. The Isley Brothers wrote that song. And they, believe it or not, they were, they were the first artists to do Twist and Shout. Uh, not Shout, but Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout is one of those songs that just gets everyone going. It's one of the best songs quite possibly ever. I mean, it, it brings people together. You still shake your booty when you're dancing to it. You're still twisting and shouting at the same time. Uh, you know, it's, it's everything about it. And people play it at weddings and stuff. And it's still, people still break out the dance floor for it. It's crazy. But yeah, my final pick tonight, I know we're going pretty quick tonight, is Twist and Shout by The Beatles. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Bill, how about that list for you? Good list, my friend. Good list. Quick and easy. Quick and easy tonight. That's all you got to do. Quick and painless, my friend. Quick and painless. All right. Now, I might not be so quick and painless. Oh, boy. So now Bill is going to give off his list. And if there's any honorable mentions, he's going to give them off, too. I'm going to start off with my honorable mentions, if that's okay. Sure, Bill. Go right ahead. Okay. My list, my rules. Um. My number 10 is Landslide by the Smashing Pumpkins, which is a cover of the Fleetwood Mac song, Landslide. Um, Billy Corgan's vocals in this one, I, I got to admit, it's a little strange because he has like that, you know, sort of like that punkish type voice. Or that grungy type voice, and he's singing this ballad. And I sail through the sea, changing ocean sky. Can I handle the seasons of my life? Not bad. Like, and it is sort of. It doesn't give like that. Ref- it kind of gives that reflective quality that Stevie Nicks's version does with the original. But you know, I I do think this is actually a very interesting version of the song. My my next honorable mention is "Another Saturday Night" by Cat Stevens. Another Saturday Night. If I can type, ladies and gentlemen, forgive me. Another Saturday Night by Cat Stevens? Yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yes, talk to me. In, which is the cover of the famous, which is a cover of the famous song, which is a cover of the famous song by the late, great Sam Cooke. Yes. You know, just another Saturday night and I ain't got nobody okay sam cook another saturday night you know who that goes out to who bill and he's finally back watching us after his long after his long couple months of work of his job and we thank him for his service to saving democracy that goes out to one and the one and only Dr. Matt Hemsley. 
Dr. Matt Hemsley, we'd like to give you a personal shout out. We love you. You're incredible. You're awesome. Welcome back. Good to have you back. And thank you for trying to save democracy. Um, anyway. Anyways, Bill. But anyway, it just has like sort of like that that jam type of feel. He just well, I think the um Sam Cook version is a little more muted. The another Saturday night. Well, Cat Stevens, I think, is a little more rhythmic. Yeah, I'd say so. But oh, you've heard this version? Of another Saturday. I actually I've heard it a couple of times. Not a lot, but I've heard it. Yeah, but I really do like him. Plus, it's probably my favorite Sam Cook song, too. So even better. Okay. My next one is Africa by Weezer. I bless the race. Actually, it's a pretty good cover, I'm not gonna lie. I really do. It's actually a really just because Weezer just recently did just a whole covers album. It was it was the lead single from that album. You know that, right? Yes. And I actually really like this version and it sort of brings in like it sort of more intensifies the rhythm a little bit of that song. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm giving it to Africa by Weezer, originally by Toto. Yes, and Toto, we love you. You're a great band too. Um, my next one is my next one is okay. My next one is um okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, got two more honorable mentions, and I'll get to the actual list, I promise. Um, All right, but here we go. My next one is, this is a unique one, Who's Loving You by the Jackson 5. Who originally wrote that? Smokey Robinson. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, like Smokey Robinson actually told a story at Michael Jackson's memorial service that when people, when I play that song live, a lot of young kids come up to me going, you know, you're singing Michael Jackson's song. Wow. This was one of the original, you know, this is one of the original Jackson 5 songs. And this, and Michael's vocals for, for like a 10-year-old are actually really good on a track like this. Really? Because it's a really it's a song about heartbreak. And you wouldn't think a 10-year-old boy would actually have that type of, you know, vocals to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's an honorable mention. My last honorable mention is Disturbs Sound of Silence. That's actually a really good cover. Hello, darkness, my old friend. They really just took the acoustic car, acoustic guitar track, and just made it something a little bit different. Actually, very. And you know what's so good? The the version of this song is very slow. It's very menacing. Yeah, whereas the first one's more of a folk song. It's a, this one is more slow. It's more menacing. And in the naked light, I saw. 10,000 people, maybe more. It's just the, 
it's a very just slow menacing cover of the song and it's really good and i really like this all right now without further ado my top five here we go okay my number five even though i'm not a big fan of the original version of the song i actually do like the cover of the song and that is john lennon's stand by me fair enough yeah i actually this is one of the this is one of the songs that i actually like better than the original big words there bud big words i actually like this better than benny king's version wow but because it is more of like a rock song than a you know than a just a regular than an r and b song and i think this was the this was the last this was the this album was this was from the rock and roll album and you know what this is a bittersweet album because it's about all that it's like he put all the songs that he grew up in that he grew up with when he was a teenager yeah and this was released in 1975 before he went into seclusion you know before the before he went into what's called the famous house husband years mm, yeah and from 1975 to 1980 which you know five years later he then released double fantasy and we all know what then happened december 8th 1980 we don't need to get into that um but yeah but no on this on hit these versions of the song yeah i just lennon's vocals with the new stripped down more katari based song with the more guitar based version is actually very good okay and i feel like they kind of sp- have you ever heard this version of stand by me yeah uh not recently but i've heard it once before yeah like it and and they speed it up too like the benny king versions dum 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 right. and the the lennon version is dun 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 It's more a beat. Yeah, it's more a beat, and because I've always said I've always found the original Stand by Me kind of depressing. Okay, that is an unpopular opinion, but it's mine, and I'll. Oh, good. So yeah. I'm going, so yeah, my number five is John Lennon's Stand By Me. All right, cool. What's your next one? Okay, my number four, and this was on your list, so guess what that means? <gasps> no way. Shall we? Yes. One, one two, two, three. three. We swipe right. <laughs> we swiped right. It's been a little bit. So who's buying dinner next week? You or me? You. I'm broke at the moment. I had to pay off my credit card. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. I'll pay. All right. Which one is this one? This was... Um... Okay. Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah. Oh, Buckley. Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. Here we go. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to give a fair warning to our lovely audience. These next two are a little depressing. But, okay. Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. And because this was his last signal until his um, until his, until his tragic untimely death yeah but you know what it's 
just if you hear the vocals, it's just so painful. It's just it's just so painful listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a sad, it's just such a sad version of this song. But his vocals knock it out of the park, and I think the mood kind of captures the mood of the song. Mm -hmm. I agree. It kind of captures the mood of the song. I agree, but I agree. So I really like this. Um, I really like. I do really like this. Um, this version. I really do like this version. Okay. And you know, just the painful medicine. Well, just the, just the pain in it. Just really, just you know, knowing what happened to Jeff Buckley afterwards, I think just really adds to it. Yeah. I feel like these were his last words. In a sense, they yeah. So yeah. my number three. What do you got? Um my number three is from Johnny Cash Hurt. Ooh, from that from uh Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, this was yeah. Which both versions another... both versions are great, but this one's actually got a lot of meaning to a lot of people. So I think why a lot of people this song has a lot of meaning to it is because this was basically the last one before Johnny Cash he passed away in 2003, right? Correct. He died in 2003. This was actually the last one. This was actually basically his last single before he died. Yeah, which he lived, for those who don't know, he lived a long, long time. He lasted like about, I think it was another year after his wife. That's a long time. He was born in 1932. Yeah, his, his last couple albums were basically all covers once you think about it. And he also did uh, Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode too. I don't know if you knew that. He also did a version of U2's One. Yep, that's a good one too. And Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. Yeah. Uh, and um, and you know what? You know, there's another one I'm going to give a quick honorable mention to in, with Johnny Cash before I get to her that I think kind of ties in the same sentiment. On one of those cover albums, he also covered In My Life by the Beatles. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect both these songs. Watch, I can do it. And you know who I'm really going to try to impress with this? Who? Dr. Matt Hensley. I I won't let you down, Doctor. You will be impressed with this. I promise. Here we go. Um, because once you look into these songs, these songs are both kind of reflecting on life. Yeah, like absolutely. One line from "In My Life" and one line from "Hurt" that I can really tie in together is though going when. In the line of the song when he goes, some are dead and some are living. In my life, I love them all. And which could be, and also, because, you know, that's reflecting on his life. But Hurt is kind of looking at the end of his life. 
like the line that I think just really tugs at my heartstring is everyone I know going, what have I become my dearest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the end. Mm. And you can have it all. My empire of dirt. I will I will make you hurt. But you know what? The end of the song, if I could start again, I will. And then it's kind of a little more optimistic near the end of the song. I agree with that. Because you know what? And listen, I don't want to get into anybody's religious beliefs here. Um, but maybe this is like the... Maybe like this is a, regardless of what your religious belief says, we, those are two politics, uh, two topics we try not to talk about here. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. What you believe is your business. Um, I agree. What you believe, we, what you believe is your business, but maybe this is like a hint of him maybe going to the afterlife. Hmm. I guess it could be looked like that. I will find a way that, and, and you know, because I remember I actually watched it was the last interview he ever gave. And, you know, he actually, I think this video was actually released after his, after his wife died. Okay. And because there was a scene in the music video, yeah, when he when that part, everyone I know goes away in the end. He's looking over a picture and he's looking at his wife. Mm. So, yeah. So I think once you think about it, I think hurt was basically his way of saying goodbye. And it's funny because it's a Nine Inch Nails song. The song came out in 1994. How know that one of the most legendary musicians covered your song? If you're Trent Reznor, how? How does that make you feel? Pretty damn special. I'd say so. And, you know, that song has a lot of significance. Because, like, again, I think this was Johnny's version of saying goodbye. I'd say so. Yeah, absolutely. This was his version of saying, I'm going, guys. Bye. Thank you. Okay. You You know what? Now time to get a little more hard rocky. JT. Yeah. Dun 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 You don't know that. Which one is this? <laughs> Sorry. There must be some kind of way out of here. Oh my god. Why am I drawing a blank? <laughs> the Joker to the thief. Oh, all on the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Sorry, sorry, that that everyone that took me a second there. Forgive me. Um, like no, that has like the most recognizable musical opening. So, doom, 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 yeah, and Jimi Hendrix playing along to that was crazy. And that was actually a cover by Bob Dylan. Yeah, Bob Dylan wrote a lot of songs that a lot of people covered. 
A lot yeah, of people coming. I, I am gonna say this is a this is a cover that I think is a hundred times better than the original. Yeah, if if you if for those of you don't know what the original actually sounds like, it actually sounds it's acoustic. It has a harmonica. It's got a light drum in the middle, like like keeping be like, and then it's just him playing guitar. Uh, it's on a album called John Wesley Harding, but yeah, that version is really pales in comparison to what Jimi Hendrix did. Jimi Hendrix just lifted the lyrics and made something else out of it, which is crazy. Yeah, this is just a. This is just a. This is just, and it's about the Vietnam War too. Yep, because they are the original song came out in '67. I want to say. This is Danny. Drink my wine, fireman. Dig my herb. Yeah, great cover though. JT, the hours getting late. Yeah, I was getting late, JT. It is. It is getting late. Yeah. Watchtower. It's a great version, though. Don't care. It's a great version. That is a great song. Jimi Hendrix's guitar and vocals are just absolutely awesome. And you know what? They play that in like every song, every movie that like takes place in the sixties. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, like there's been like some movies that like. Whenever there's a movie that takes place like a, it takes place during the time period that was the '60s, a lot of them featured this song. I wonder how much Bob Dylan's uh, made off of this song. You know, actually, you want to know something? When he does the when he plays an album concert, I heard he actually. Tr- he actually plays a more heavy electric version to kind of match the Jimi Hendrix version. Yeah, I. It's funny. I saw Bob Dylan live. He didn't play this song live, but I do remember that he. I do know that he changed up his style quite a bit. Like he'll he'll change the or rearrange the song while uh, on tour or whatever. Like he'll play certain songs and play them differently, all for himself. That is. So. It's just a little fun fact. Um, but yeah, good pick, though. All on the Watchtower. All on the Watchtower. Great song. All right, what do you got next? Okay, my number one, JT, guess what? No way. We swiped. We swiped, we swiped right twice, Bill? Hey, JT. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's crazy. For those who are listening to us, forgive us. We're really excited about this one. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. It's Quite possibly one of the best rock and roll records of all time. It's just such a fun song, too. There's no denying it. There's no denying it. it, it listen, there have been people who have been like, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. And people swear up and I know, Twist and Shout is a Beatles song. 
Yes, it is, but they didn't write it. It was the Isley brothers. They the Isley brothers were the first ones to technically speaking record it. And uh yeah. It's a great song. They Fantastic. did a lot and the Isley brothers did a lot of shouting, didn't they? Oh yeah, they, they did shout, twist and shout. And in fact, Chubby Checker did twist and then let's twist again. How much more creative can you get? Because <laughs> JT, twisted time is here. Oh God, yes, yes, it is. But anyway, but um, but anyway, twist and shout. It's just such a great song, such a fun song. It is. And you know what? Like, I when I went to Vegas last month. By, by the way, I went to Vegas last month. Um. Ooh. I when I went to go see the Beatles Cirque du Soleil, I just want to say if anyone's in Vegas, go see it. Mm. Go see the Beatles Cirque du Soleil love show. Love it is awesome. I I'd go see it. It is awesome. Like you know what? Like some of the people that were with me, my mom and brother, who don't who don't like the Beatles, they still enjoy the show. No, that's great. Awesome. But. But no, they actually, this was a part of the song because it, it's a story when they were like saying, you know that the war is over. And then everyone's out twisting, shake it up, baby. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Yeah. And, and, it, and it was just, yeah, but this is just, it's just such a fun song. You just really want to get on, you just really want to, when we said that to play at weddings, because when you hear that, dum, 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 you just want to get on the dance floor. You do. It's a great, I think, I believe they may have played this. I don't remember. I believe they played this at my prom, my senior prom. I forget if they did. I know they played Bohemian Rhapsody, but I'm pretty sure they played this. Wow, your senior prom music had better taste than my senior prom music. I was on the prom committee. Damn. I tried. I pu- I pushed so much, so hard. I was like, "We need to just play these like eight songs that'll appease everyone." And they're like, "Okay." You gotta tell me what those eight songs were afterwards, okay? Yeah, I will. If I can remember, there was there was so many to list. I was like, "We need to play like I wanted to ask somebody who loves me." Or Don't stop believing. Big eighty hits. Come on. Yeah, but anyway, it's that song that it's just so much fun. Yeah, it is, and I love the. I love the yeah because the Beatles they covered a lot of like early rock and roll or rhythm and blues artists. Roll over Beethoven, rock and roll music. There's Chuck Berry, Chuck Berry, Long Tall Sally by Little Richard, or you know a Motown song, um, Please, Mister Postman. Yep. Oh wait, yes, I forget the words. Whatever, Mister Postman. Yeah, wait, 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 Mr. Postman, Mr. Postman, wait and see. Is a letter in this bag for me? <laughs> but anyway, this song is, I love the song, Twist and Shout, makes me want to twist and shout. Yes, absolutely, Bill, absolutely. And, well, folks, that's my list. Wow. So are we are we all done? I think this was our quickest episode we've done. 
We've been going for 43 minutes, my guy. This is Hey, you want to start talking about the words covers? That's going to be another day. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that should be another one. I already know what my number one is. I'm not going to say what it is, but I already know what it's going to be. Good to know. Good to know, Bill. What, what it's going to be? You might have to wait next week. You might have to wait the following week. You might have to wait till next year. We're going to lose. Well, whenever we do that, you'll find out. Then. Don't worry. See, we do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm no. surprised that you were doing it tomorrow. No, Unless no, you no. want to. No, 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 no. I, I and uh, no, I won't be. <laughs> but that's me. So, but anyways, uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us tonight. We this might be our quickest show we've ever done, truthfully. This um, is our quickest show we've ever done. Uh, it was super quick, super fun. We want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you super reviewed. It's been super reviewed. Um, super we, want to thank you all, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Um, and uh, don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts on on our Instagram and Facebook. Like us on Facebook, follow us, follow us on Instagram. Whatever you got to do, just do it. Uh, and thank you all for watching and listening, and uh, hopefully enjoy this. But uh, tune in next week for an episode of Mixed Mag on Wednesday night. We're going back to that next week. Don't worry. We'll be back. It's our pre-Thanksgiving show. What are we going to do? We don't know. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see. But and, yeah. I, and by the way, don't expect another Thanksgiving show. We, we did that last year, and it it didn't suck, but we were just like, you know, it was we didn't have up. a lot to work with. But yeah, but but I will say really? this too. If you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, feel free to check out our YouTube channel come Sunday. There's something special dropping on Sunday just for you all out there who are wondering what the heck's going on on our YouTube channel. There's something dropping just for you guys right there. there. But um, but yeah, so that's going to do for us, guys. Thanks so much for watching, listening. However you enjoyed us. So we're almost here with the Super Bowl Show. Stay safe and... Take care. Check out the Sports Insanity podcast. Absolutely. He knew that was coming. We all knew that was coming. All right. Well, thank you. We'll see you Wednesday, folks. Bye-bye.